I've really grown a massive gratitude for the ability that I have been able to really own in becoming so in tune with my body. Mm. And I believe if everybody had that same feeling about their body, it would be so magical for everybody. And there'd be so, I feel like there'd be so much more confidence and it would just be amazing. Welcome to This Thing Called Movement, a podcast exploring the medium of movement and looking into how it has the capacity to transform not only our physical bodies, but potentially every other facet of our lives. I'm your host, Marie Janicek. As a former dancer, personal trainer, and much more, I've been able to experience a wide breadth of transformation and revelation using the medium of movement. It is my passion to share its capacity and its depth in as many ways as possible, which is why I have created this podcast for you. Join me as I dive into deep conversations with a wide variety of individuals across many fields and backgrounds to gain insight into their own unique movement experiences, the transformations that resulted, and how movement has affected their lives at large. The goal of this podcast is to empower you to find your unique relationship to movement, allowing it to be a journey of self-exploration, authentic curiosity, and connecting to yourself. I hope hearing these guests speak about their movement relationship and experiences will help empower you to begin to explore movement in your own way, in your own life. Hello, everyone. So today on the podcast, I've brought on as our guest, Miss Casey Arnold Tom. Casey is not only a movement and fitness coach, but she is also a nutrition coach. And she does such a beautiful job in her work and in her interaction with clients and the general public to meld how all these different components of our health and well-being are correlated and weave in together. She and I discussed a lot of things in this interview relating to her movement journey and insights she felt were really important to share. The biggest one, perhaps, from my vantage point was just the pure, sheer gratitude for movement itself. Casey had a pretty interesting injury related to movement, which had left her with a whole new perspective on it. And it was really fascinating to hear about. She also talks about movement as a form of expression, as a vehicle to form community and connection and to help make your own unique family a place where you can feel at home. And 
about the importance of really being unapologetic with your movement because movement is such an important form and modality that we need to sustain ourselves and sustain our life. So to take that on within yourself is perhaps one of the best things you can do to move forward your own movement practice. I hope you guys enjoyed today's interview as much as I did recording it. So go ahead and relax back, tune in and enjoy. Casey, feel free to jump on in and uh, let us know who you are, what you do. Thank you so much, Marie. Yeah, I'm so excited and blessed to be a part of this incredible podcast. And honestly, just sharing this love of movement with you. But yeah, a little bit about me. I've been in the fitness and wellness industry, or I guess like training industry and nutrition for 12 years now. And movement was my first inform- my first passion. and It'll always be a passion of mine. But now my coaching has drawn me into the nutrition. It will always be a big part of what I do and how I coach because movement is medicine, as we all know. And there's and I coach on movement nutrition, and that's a huge part of our health and something that I'm very passionate about. It's how I met the love of my life and my husband now is through movement. So I just absolutely have an unwavering passion that I don't believe will ever leave my heart when it comes to movement. Wow, that's such a beautiful way to start off. Well, that actually is like a perfect lead-in to first question I like to start with, which is, what is your movement history? And I want you to think of this as sort of like describing your lifetime journey with movement from like the first interaction you can remember as a child, and then just kind of take us through where you are now. Gosh, the very first movement that I can remember um, honestly, it would be sledding in Colorado. I know I learned how to ski when I was one and a half, but I don't remember that. But my first experience that I, that I actually remember, and I was running up the sled hill and then sledding down. I grew up in Colorado and very outdoors area in the San Juan Mountains. And that's my first experience of how much I just loved to be outside with uh, my family and that was my very first initial. I just remember so much joy in that and being able to run up that hill and sled right back down and go do it again, not realizing just how much fun that was. And then I've always been an athlete and started young. My dad raised us like tomboys. So me and my sisters were in every sport imaginable from skiing to basketball to soccer. And movement was a huge part of my life. Uh, when it came to like organized sports and athletics. So that was huge for me all throughout middle school and high school. And then going on to play soccer in college and my movement for the first time was compromised very badly when I had a, I suffered a head injury when I was 19 years old when I went home to play slow pitch softball. And it was just one of those freak accidents where I was running onto the field and I ran right into the four swing of a bat and she cracked my head open and I had neurological damage. They didn't know if I was going to walk again from waist down. And it was at that point realized how valuable my movement was. I went from being so incredibly flexible, like putting my legs up over my head, things we take for granted. And to the point where I didn't know if I'd walk again. 
And that was so incredibly eye-opening and heart-jerking and wrenching all at the same time. So many emotions went through that time. But I knew that I'd move again. I knew that this wasn't the end. I knew that my nerves would, what they would call back then, wake up. And my father researched and we found a muscle activation technique therapist. And he actually did work on me um, on my back through my stomach. And we were able to actually essentially switch the nerves back on to start responding. And that was so incredibly painful, Marie. But it ended up being a total of about a three-month process of so much pain, but yet so much resiliency that I was able to walk again. I remember hearing this story from you and also being so in awe that this was like even something that happened to you. But um, like, how do they activate nerves through your stomach? Like, was it surgical or was there another thing? It was all myofascial and hand release techniques. Oh, getting deep into the abdomen, into the spine from the front. Yes. So it's a technique that was developed by a gentleman named Greg Roskopf in Denver. Um, But it's all based around really activating and switching back on nerves that have either been paralyzed, which is what they said my nerves were paralyzed and didn't know if they would ever function again. But through these different palpitation techniques that were extremely painful, they were able to essentially break the unfrozen nerves and switch them back on, which when that is happening and they're trying to create responses between the brain and the nerve endings all throughout the body. It's very, very painful. Mm. Like pain that I don't even, couldn't imagine uh, going through again, but that's what essentially it does. And so it was, it was a slow process, painful. And then once I was able to finally move again, I had, I've now suffered since I was 19 being 32, um, not having the full mobility that I used to have. And that's something that I've worked on and not worked on. It's been a mental battle for me but making sure I move every day and work on that flexibility and gaining that back has been more important as I do get older. Because as we know that if we don't take care of our bodies now, no one's going to take care of them for us. And so it's been a huge, huge focus of mine recently to really get that flexibility back and really not take that my movement for granted like I used to. Mm. Well, I mean, that was actually, I think, how we met, right? Was We were at this workshop for Institute of Motion together, and you, we were partnered up for something, and, and you were like, well, if I watch you, I'll be able to learn how to, like, move a little more fluidly, because I, I just, I get stuck, and I get, you know, and then I learned later that you'd had this, like, massive, you know, brain injury <laughs> that actually had, like where you had been like an incredibly, I guess the best word is coherent mover. Like you were, you were adept at learning and like assimilating things into your physicality. And then you were, and then you were like in this constant battle to be able to reclaim it. I mean, I I've only been injured, right. Which has incapacitated me, but I can't imagine what it's like to go through that neurological component where also on some level you have all these doctors kind of telling you how impossible it is to really get back. So like, what has your process been in terms of connecting to your body, despite it not being where you remember it or, or, you know, that, that old memory of like how easy it used to be versus some of those challenges that are present now. How do you, how do you navigate that relationship with movement now that, as it's shifted given this incident in your teens? 
You know, that's a really great question. How I navigate is through daily meditation and honestly, yoga stretching, which I never thought I would ever get into yoga. But when I meditate in the morning, like really trying to connect internally and emotionally and spiritually to my body, that's when I'm most connected to my body. And I, I grant myself grace if I've had a hard day where I realize like I'm not moving as well as I want to. I get into my deep meditation and my mindset work to really that space in my head and granting grace. And that's been a very, very, very helpful platform for me in order to maintain not only my love for movement, but also to continue to grant myself patience and grant myself grace and remind myself constantly that it's not going to be perfect. Nothing is perfect and it's all going to be okay. Well, I I guess I have another question too, as I'm hearing you talk about this. Um, You mentioned earlier, like, like this experience in your life that brought you so much more gratitude for like all the little things most of us take for granted when we move, like all the little things that like were impossible to you were like big things to bring back into your life. And so what does it feel like to be able to recapture uh, some of these basic movement abilities or even some more complex ones that have been not a part of your life or you bring back in through all your dedicated movement practices and work and even the meditations? Is there like a totally different experience of being able to bring those back in uh, on the other side of, you know, the trauma you went through? For me, it's counting every single win with my movement. And that's what I noticed is really, really helpful not just me emotionally, but also physically as well, because we all know everything starts with our mindset. And any new movement that I'm able to do that I hadn't done in years, or just literally every single small win, whether it's being able to reach down and touch my toes again, or I can actually perform like this unloaded movement and my hips don't hurt, I can decouple them. Like literally every single small win adds up. And that's what I realized, like, wow, we don't do that when we're little, right? Because we're fearless, mm-hmm. we're relentless, and we take these like our movements for granted. And it's really allowed me to have an entire new appreciation for how incredible our human bodies are. I mean, mm-hmm. there's nothing compares on the planet to the abilities that our human bodies have. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. I, I find that all the time. I like especially my movement practice. Uh, I, I've actually scaled my movement uh, work down so much to, you know, where I, I think I, it's like more like an issue of instead of trying to get so much quantity, I'm more concerned about quality. So then there's way less of it, but, but like being able to be authentically present in the things I do and unwaveringly so, because it's very easy to just kind of like, let the movements pass through you and not really be aware of what's happening or why you're just especially going through the motions. But there's something so gratifying about like really being in it, like, and really being in it every single moment, which I don't know if that's been what it's like for you moving now, you know, like being so hyper aware of like, oh, I can can actually shift like an extra few degrees to the left here. Or, you know, like my arm can reach up all the way without the elbow bent. Like, you know, those little things. Um, But that's definitely been my experience. I'm curious if if, like that's been something you've noticed as well. 
Oh, 100%. Like I've, I've become so in tune with my body that when I notice some things, I'm like, wow, I didn't know I could do that. Or mm-hmm. I didn't know that this, this movement pattern felt so good. And it's like little things. Like for example, for me, it was just doing like some hip mobility, um, like fire hydrant. Mm-hmm. Openers, some people call those being able to actually isolate my, my hip joint for the first time and not try to compensate with um, my lower back and actually use my hip to like a full rotation. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> and, but, but most people, you know, we don't, we just, we take that for granted and whatnot. And so I've really grown a massive gratitude for the ability that I have been able to really own in becoming so in tune with my body. Mm. And I believe if, if everybody had that same feeling about their body, it would be so magical for everybody. And there'd be so, I feel like there'd be so much more confidence and it would just be amazing. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, I was just having this conversation uh, with a good friend of mine today about, you know, like the magic of the body and how all you have to do is just like watch it and pay attention to this crazy stuff it does. Or like really like, taking the magnitude and the awesomeness and like the true sense of the word of all the things that it is constantly like doing for you. And, and when you take a moment to really observe that and sit with it, it's like, how does these little things of like, Ooh, do I have like a little bit of cellulite here? Or is my body not like the perfect weight and height ratio? Like then those things like suddenly are so silly. They're just ridiculously silly. And, and especially when you start to just kind of like work with your body and then notice how it can expand its reach or expand its capacity, you know, from a movement standpoint of like, even just like simple weight training stuff, like you start out and like maybe working with 15 pounds in movement is like unthinkable. And then a few months later, you're like ramping up to 20 or 25. And like, that's an an incredible thing. Like shifts happen so quickly with movement. If, if you like give your body the chance, when you really think about like the metrics of what's going on, it's, it's awe inspiring. It's incredible. I could not agree more. I think it's amazing. I actually, I'm kind of like really interested now in learning more about, so you had this like unbelievable journey when it comes to your connection with your body and then trying to connect back into movement. And so what movement practices have you noticed um, that bring you the most joy? Like what stuff do you really love engaging with? What's been your favorite stuff to play with? My favorite, favorite stuff to play with has been uh, Genesis flow, like flow, uh, loaded movement flowing, which we can talk about, and then also animal flow. So then those two have been my saving grace in really working on not only my whole body strength, but my whole body mobility and just honestly strength from the mind, body, and soul. Because you have to really connect with your body to be able to go through these different movement patterns And for me, that's what it is. It's literally just really having the ability to move freely and authentically in the space that I can create, but also being challenged with different movement patterns or different loads of weight. So that's what I've just enjoyed so much. Mm. 
And so just to give our listeners a little background on what Casey mentioned here, um, Animal Flow is a body weight movement practice developed by Mike Fitch, which we've interviewed here. You should check that out as well. And the idea is you are working with your whole body the whole time in relationship to the ground. And so it's a great practice to enhance mobility, flexibility, stability, strength. And what's fun about it is there's like a very creative component to it. And Genesis Flow, when Casey mentions loaded patterns, this idea of being able to do these multidimensional, multi-movement sequences, but instead of just your body weight, like animal flow, you are actually using a tool outside of you, some piece of equipment. Now, uh, there's an awesome tool that's been developed for this. It is called the Viper Pro, and it has been designed specifically to accommodate allowing your body to move in multidimensional Um, complex sequences, seamlessly moving this weight or this object with you in space. And actually, uh, Trevor, Casey's husband, is one of the founders of Genesis and creators of their work and does some pretty awesome stuff there. So um, now that I gave that little explanation, I what what is it about um, the flow stuff? Like, because both of these components have flow. Why flow in particular? So why I love flow so much is because like throughout my entire life, I have always trained for like mobility or strength or cardio performance all separately, right? Mm-hmm. Those four different foundations. And what I found with flow is that it has truly become a, um, a passion uh, to get creative with moving with load or loaded movement training. And it's really brought me sustainability and the ability to put assets together, meaning training for mobility, for strength, cardio, and athleticism. I can do all of those through Genesis Flow. Mm -hmm. And that's a a full body experience that I absolutely love that challenges not only my body, but my mental strength as well as how creative can I get with my I guess you could say. Hmm. So what is it about the creative element that's so exciting for you? Because I think for most people, the thought of having to get creative in their training or in their movement practice is actually a pretty terrifying thought. Why is it that like that is, you know, engaging and entertaining for you? Is it simply because it is good for you or is there something else? Honestly, it's because I was just getting bored with traditional strength training. I was mm-hmm. just getting bored and I, I was searching for something more. And I just you know, uh, just happened to find my husband who invented this Genesis Flow. I'd known what it was before I had actually met him uh, in person. I'd known what Genesis Flow was and was always intrigued by it, but didn't, didn't take on any action of really wanting to learn it until... Honestly, I met him when we were dating and whatnot, and then it became a true passion of mine once I fully understood the why behind Genesis Flow. And once I was doing it more and more and seeing the benefits of it, I was like, wow, Like this is so much more than just any kind of strength training out there. And it's just, and I love the ability to just pick up any tool I want, whether it's a dumbbell, a weight plate, a Viper Pro and just flow with it, just create movements that challenge me and challenge my body and really allow not just for like 
rhythmic coordination, but also cognitive enhancement. As we all know, our brains are a muscle just like the rest of our body and we got to keep that brain power alive. And that flow really, really helps to improve that cognitive side of our brain and our brain cognition along with metabolic function and rhythmic coordination. And uh, Lord knows I need that with my immobility. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think there's there's an element about creativity um, that gets looked over. And it's, and it's the fact that when you go and do something creatively, you actually play into your body's innate wisdom and your own like intuition. And, and so what's great about it is it takes you just outside the boundaries of what you normally do, but within the framework of like where you'll be safe. So it, it's actually a really safe space to, to allow your body to expand its potential, but it's, it's so like innate and kind of, um, automatic isn't the right word. It's not like just like a robot turns on and does it, but there's like, there's this element where you tap into your body's innate wisdom. When you allow yourself to be creative in a movement sense, I've noticed for myself, and, and, and this is just something I'm also hearing as you're talking about it, it, it just allows your body to self-guide back into like that movement nutrient, back into that full health uh, without adding undue stress on it. Yeah. Well, this is, this is really exciting. I'm excited to get to the next couple of questions. So kind of unpacked a lot more of um, your journey with movement, what you're doing with movement now, what's exciting for you. So let's, let's get a little bit more granular. How would you define the word movement or how would you define the concept of movement to you as an individual specifically? Oh my Lord. So for me, um, movement is just, it's a continuous and, um, I would just say continuous, um, momentum through your body. Um, that's what I would say movement is like, if you want to get nitty gritty there, movement to me is just your body continuously, um, not staying in a stagnant place and always thriving and striving to Gosh, to, to move better. Like, so movement, gosh, like that's it. Also, you know, in the English language, we have this blessing that movement means a lot more outside of physicality. So I want you to feel free to like draw on like anything that like movement means to you, whether it is purely physical or oh, if there's gosh. other connections. Okay. <laughs> movement is, an, is a way of expressing emotion. To me, mm. movement is a way of expressing a, an art of communication. Movement to me is so much more than just getting to go to the bathroom or just walking down the street or lifting weights in the gym. To me, movement is a form of expressing a part of who you are and can really help to define what it is that you truly believe in when it comes to health. So for me, movement has been a journey of just personal growth, but spiritual growth, communicative growth, and then obviously strength and mobility growth. But for me, movement is a way to communicate and it's a way to communicate, not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually. And that's why I love movement so much. Mm. Well, I mean, I think that that definition is so perfect, especially like knowing you and knowing how much movement has kind of filtered into all these areas of your lives, you kind of mentioned it earlier, but it's how you met your husband. 
um, and it's how we met and it's how you've cultivated your own community. Um, so I would love to like hear a little bit more about, you know, how your experience with movement and how it's filtered into other areas of your life. And maybe it's your entire life. Um, I would say if I didn't have the passion for movement that I have, uh, the community, I don't believe that I would have the community and the relationships that I have today. Movement has been such an important part of my life's journey. And to have been a movement coach and then to have participated in other workshops with other passionate movers like yourself, Marie, and my husband, and my best friends that were at me and Trevor's wedding were like literally all of our movement friends. And that's what is so beautiful to me is movement has really brought together this family for me. And to me, family is not blood. Family is so much more than just sharing blood with somebody else. It's about the relationships and the love and the passion, the desires and the communications that you can share with others. And through my movement journey and movement culture, I've been so blessed to create this village of incredible humans that we all share the same passion and can really help each other build and grow and challenge each other to be better, not just as movers, but just be better humans. And that's where, honestly, that's been the most important and impactful part of my journey with movement. Do you ever think that, like, aside from just, like, your passion for movement, bringing you towards these same people who also, like, have the same passion for it, is there an element, perhaps, where movement itself is a communication tool that, like, helps yes. helps these relationships become a lot more meaningful? Yes. I definitely believe that movement is a, is a form of expression, and it's a way to communicate. And if you actually take – people actually take the time – to watch and listen, and not just for themselves, but for others, it creates this beautiful dance and relationship between two humans and two people. And I truly believe you can really get to know some so much better just through movement and being present in the experience. Yeah. I mean, cause I just, I think of it as this like portal. It's like this portal that just pulls all of you out onto the table in that moment when you're with someone. Um, and it's an incredibly vulnerable place to be, right? Because we're not perfect movers in every way. And there are plenty of things I'm terrible at, right? And then there's things I'm great at. And that goes for every single person. And so when you get into an environment with individuals and you are moving together, um, learning together or feeding off of each other to try and develop one another, there's like a vulnerability there and there's this exposure of yourself. And, but that, that's actually how you build really profound relationships, whether it's romantic and finding a partner, whether it's just, you know, friendships or whether it's more like familial type relationships. And it's just something I have observed over and over again. It's this profound portal that just like helps us connect on an even deeper level past language and past um, just, you know, being next to each other, but like to move together and to allow yourself to be vulnerable is huge. And I mean, Casey, you are one of the most bright, sunshiny, happy people I've ever met. And you are such 
a huge fan of every single person who comes into your life. You have this incredible ability to connect with people on, on like a really deep, profound level and, and you believe in them and you fight for their well-being so, so much. And I, I'm, as I'm listening more and more to like your journey and your experiences around it, I wonder if because you've had, you've had to be in some ways more vulnerable than most people in your body. And when you are in this movement exchange with people, you are like at your most raw. It, it has you, it leaves you so much more open to like be really there for people in a way that most people aren't. I mean, like, tell me if I'm wrong in describing you that way. Cause that's how I know you. And when I met oh, people like who know you, who I'd never met before, like it was the same story. <laughs> Oh my Lord. Yes. Just like a ball of, I'm like literally just um, a ball of energy and sunshine all wrapped up into like a little F5 tornado, <laughs> but I get it from my mom, but I have this like zest for life. And to me growing up is what I was like, it's what I was taught is that at the end of the day, your house could burn, you could lose every single material item, but what makes you the wealthiest person in the world are the relationships you cultivate. Mm. And that's why like at, Every single day, like the most important thing to me in my relationships is not buying the brand new car, having the newest iPhone. To me, it's the relationships because that's what matters at the end of the day. Because if you're by yourself with all these material items, you are as good as dead. You're just empty. And with without any fulfillment, with people to be by your side to challenge you and love you, because that, that's exactly what life to me is all about is love and relationships and empowerment and collaboration and communication. But you can't have any of that if you don't have a village and if you don't have communication and you don't have people. Mm -hmm. That's so true. Um, actually, that's a perfect segue into a final question for the interview, which is what has been the greatest gift that movement has given to you? I would say the greatest gift that movement has given me, I have three. Okay. It would be, um, I, the greatest gift would be my ability to move, um, to be able to express myself and to be able to really grow. And this actually given me patience and patience is something that I have one of the worst at when it comes to anything is being patient, but movements really granted me the ability to become more patient in every aspect of my life, which is something that was a huge void in my life. And then patience also brought me to the love of my life. Hmm. That's amazing. That's such a nice note to end things on. So as we wrap up here, uh, we, we kind of like went through this massive journey back and forth through all these little intricacies <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> um, of like mm -hmm. how movement weaves in and out of our lives and, and our experience of them and how it can shape us. But if you have any final thoughts that you'd like to leave our audience with any words of wisdom uh, for them to kind of reflect on as, as they take their own movement journeys and make decisions and take steps there. Um, what would you, what would you say? I would say just move every day. You go without moving is like a day that you're aging faster. So don't, you don't have to be the best mover in the room. Just move your body. Your body is the only body that you have been given by the universe, God, whoever it is you believe in. 
but don't take it for granted. Just move and be unapologetically you through your movement and you will be so, so much more happy. That's so perfect. That That's that's a message that we all need to hear more often. So thank you so much for sharing that. You are so welcome. Thank you. Yay. So uh, for our listeners, anybody who wants to get in touch with you, Casey, where can we find you? The best place to find me would be either on Instagram as C Arnold Nutrition, or you can find me uh, through my email, Casey at CaseyArnold.com. Or you can find me um, on my website, which is ICanNutritionCoaching.com. Wonderful. Great. So I'll be sure to leave all that information in the show notes below. So you guys go ahead and follow those notes to sync up with Casey. If you like the way she talks, if you love what she's about, she's a great person to follow. She posts some really awesome tips when it comes to nutrition and movement in general. I always love seeing the stuff she's sharing. Uh, And on that note, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Casey, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure and an honor. Yeah, and for me as well. And that's all. Until I see you guys next week, I hope you have a great week in the meantime, and I will see you or talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode on this thing called movement. I'm your host, Marie Janicek. And if you're interested in connecting with me directly, you can find me on Facebook under the name Marie Janicek and on Instagram at Marie Janicek. If you enjoyed this episode, Don't forget to leave us a review and make sure to share with your friends and family. In the meantime, I can't wait to connect with you all next week when we bring on our next guest. Until then, make sure to get out there and move.